0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Summer is my favourite season. It's a time when everything feels a bit more relaxed, the days are longer, the neighbours are coming out of their houses, we're chatting over the fence, they're swimming, ice blocks, and of course, the end of year holidays. But summer also comes with its own set of health issues. There may be less flu, But there are more mosquitoes, less colds, but perhaps more sunburn. With this in mind, we've put together a Kids Health Summer Series with Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids. Today, we're talking about water safety. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So families swim in oceans, pools, rivers, lakes. There's lots of places in Australia where families like to congregate and swim. Are there different rules for different bodies of water?
1: Well, that's a very interesting question. One thing that is the blanket rule across all bodies of water, whether it be the inflatable pool at home or the ocean or the lake, is that we always have our kids in our direct line of sight and the little ones are within arm's reach. So the most important thing you can do is supervise your children and that's the number one rule.
0: Now, I... And completely on top of that, like in terms of understanding how important it is, I think that the conflict for some parents is that you'll go to an event like a barbecue or whatever it might be, a picnic, and the kids are running around and having fun and people are trying to talk to you. And it is actually really stressful, even when there's two of you to know that your child is always safe. Do you have any tips on how parents can manage that situation? Absolutely, because let's
1: face it, backyard pool parties are really, really fun. I know, we all did it when we (laughs) were kids. Absolutely, it's so much fun. So one thing that you can do is allocate a responsible grown-up to be the pool watcher, and everybody there is going to take turns in doing this. So basically, there are still people in the pool with the kids. That doesn't negate the responsibility of having to be there with your children. But there's one person who is surveying the scene. They're looking at the entire area. They're looking to see what's going on and that's their job. Nobody talks to them. Nobody interrupts them. That is their job to survey the scene. So put a scarf on their head or a crazy hat or wear a sash or something like that that says pool watcher and tag team it every 10, 15 minutes so that they swap over. So then that person gets a chance to go and socialize. But there is always somebody who was surveying the scene. And my husband was at a pool party with uh, our two girls. And it was a seven-year-old's birthday party. And there were kids everywhere. And there were parents everywhere. And everybody was standing around the pool while the kids were swimming. And he was actually standing ankle deep in the pool on the steps watching our two kids. And as he's watching them, because one of them wasn't the best swimmer at the time, and so he knew he had to be absolutely in arm's reach of her, he heard this huge splash. And he turned around and one of the mums had jumped into the pool with all of her clothes on, not two metres away from him. She pulled out her child, who basically what had happened was, is that she was talking to her friend, just having a chat, Her daughter was, you know, splashing around at her feet and then all of a sudden she didn't hear anything anymore. She looked down and her daughter was at the bottom of the pool, just eyes looking up at her. We've got no idea what happened. This child could, you know, she could swim, but we don't know if she was jumped on by another child or what happened. And my husband was two metres away and never heard a thing until she jumped into the pool. Her daughter was fine, but it just goes to show that even with all of those adults around, accidents can happen. There needs to be that person who is watching over everything. And with the
0: parents in the pool, I mean, we've been to barbecues before and my husband is a bit of a pied piper of children and he's been in a position before where parents have been like, oh, Daniel's in the pool with them, that's okay. But he's got our two kids and then he's been expected to look after other children. You were mentioning your husband was watching your two kids. Do you think that's a safe limit that you say one parent,
1: depending on the age, of course, and how well they can swim? absolutely it shouldn't be somebody's responsibility to be watching 10 kids in the pool that's impossible when you think about you know all of those little bodies everywhere all over the place I'm getting just thinking about it <laughs> i know i know so how could you be responsible when you know what Everybody needs to be responsible for their own kids or at least being aware, okay, I'm looking after Toby, Melissa and Genevieve right now. They're my three kids who I'm looking after and that you're aware of that. There needs to be that verbal communication. And if there's too many, it's not cool.
0: What about the amount of kids in a pool? I mean, I don't want to nanny state here, but, you know, is a whole class of 20 too many in your average backyard
1: pool? Um, That's a question that I'm not sure how to answer, to be completely honest. because, I mean, we,
0: like I said, we all did that. I don't want to be in the nanny state, but at the same time, like I said, I get quite anxious
1: thinking about all those children in one space. But if all their parents are actually looking at them and, you know, making sure that everybody is interacting safely, yeah.
0: Because, I mean, we're talking principally, of course, we're talking about drowning here and that's still a big problem in Australia,
1: isn't it? It is. 29 children drowned over the Christmas period last year. And this absolutely breaks my heart. And so that's why when you hear Laurie Lawrence, you know, saying kids alive, do the five, we have to do this. We absolutely have to do this. We need to be aware of those steps. We need to make sure that our children can swim. We need to do all of these things and we need to know how to resuscitate, which is the fifth part of the Kids Live Do the Five. But one thing that's so important is sometimes... We can be really vigilant around the pool, around the ocean, around the lake or wherever we are, but we can forget about those things in our home. Um, certainly, this is just my experience. It's you know not statistical, but it is just my experience of an, as a nurse. I've seen more children drown in inflatable pools or the bath than what I have at the beach. Wow. I know. And that's just my personal experience, but... It just goes to show that we need to tip the kitty pool out. You know, the clamshell that we've got there? Tip it out. Don't keep water in it. When the kids are finished playing, water the garden with it. I know it can seem like a waste, but do it. And when the kids come out of the bath, the plug comes out.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. This is the Kids Health Summer Series with Sarah Hunstead from CPR Kids. We're talking about water safety Sarah, you were just talking about Laurie Lawrence and his Kids Alive Do the Five. What are the five things that
1: we should be aware of? So number one, fence the pool. Two, shut the gate. Three, teach your kids to swim. It's great. (laughs) Four, supervise. Watch your mate. And five, learn how to resuscitate. So
0: this whole resuscitation thing can be, um, I know for me it was a bit of a a scary thing. Like I somehow I thought if I learn, I might forget, and that freaked me out more than the actual understanding that learning was the important part. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in December, you're launching along with Westpac a special kind of rashi that will help with my anxiety. There, can you tell us
1: a bit about it? Absolutely. So the rescue rashi that has been developed by Westpac and what it is, it's a rashi that's for children. And when you unzip the Rashi, it has instructions on how to perform CPR. So the idea is that if you know an accident was to happen, if you know if worst nightmare did happen, then you've got those instructions right in front of you. So even if you're not trained in CPR, you are able to get in there and start to resuscitate because that is giving the person the greatest chance at survival. If we stand back and do nothing at all. Then there is no blood circulating around the body, primarily to the brain to deliver oxygen so that if the problems can be fixed that we're giving that child the best chance possible. But if we can get on their chest, follow those instructions press hard and fast and get help, you are giving them the best chance at a good outcome.
0: Okay so that's going to launch in December and we'll make sure that as kindling listeners you hear all about that Um, Sarah, I think those were all the questions I had. Is there anything else you would add about water safety? Just
1: make some time And I know as, you know, mums and dads that that's making time. (laughs) Good luck with that. But there are so many brilliant resources out there, not only to teach you, but the kids too. So looking at the Kids Alive Do The Five website, having a look at Royal Life Saving as well. There's so much stuff out there for water safety for both you and the kids. Make the time to go and have a look. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. That's Sarah Hunstead from CPR
0: Kids, and this has been part of our Kids Health Summer Series. We'll have more interviews in this series up on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au and click on Kindling Conversation. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode.